Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna podcast. I am excited that you are plugging in today. And today is our third part of the series for menopausal women, postmenopausal women as well. And uh, I'm excited to share information today, and I'm hopeful that it will be very helpful to you uh, in your health journey, that you can use this information and that maybe it will save some problems down the road. So today's topic is on osteoporosis. Last week, we talked about hormones and some of the issues that are happening because of our hormones during menopause. The week before that, we talked about menopausal belly busters and basically how to tackle the whole weight loss issue or the weight gain issue rather that happens with menopause and how to to, to manage that and get rid of that. Uh, But so this week's topic is osteoporosis. And basically osteoporosis is all about the bones. And uh, for some women, you know, it is something that runs in families and certainly something that women should definitely be aware of. Uh, But basically osteoporosis is when the bones become very weak and very brittle. And then because they are weak and they're brittle, they fracture very easily. It just takes, you know, a fall with an outstretched hand and, you know, you end up fracturing your wrist, uh, you know, or something, you know, even a minor trauma and you fracture. I've even had patients who, you know, have very bad osteoporosis and they may cough and could even fracture a rib in, in a scenario like that. And so today I want to talk a little bit about you know, what are some of the things that we can do um, now, you know, at that age 50 range to try to prevent this? Because it usually doesn't become an issue until after 65. And then after 65, it's a significant issue because, you know, again, from a fall standpoint, um, even, you know, there are times that, you know, maybe there's a fracture and it just takes forever to heal. Um, I have had occasionally, you know, the, the orthopedic surgeons, you know, might contact me, reach out to me because, you know, the patient's bones, you know, are, are very, very brittle uh, and making it very, very hard for a, a particular procedure. Uh, so this affects, I say, everybody. It's the reason older women uh, and men oftentimes end up in a nursing home. They fell, they fractured their hip, and it's because of that, that thinning of the bones um, where they become brittle and weak. So what can we do? Well, there are lots of things that we can do that can absolutely make a difference. Um, When somebody has osteoporosis, it's not really curable, but we can see some improvement in those bone density scores. Typically, this is a condition that's diagnosed with something called a DEXA scan or a bone density scan, where they are looking at the density of your vertebrae in your, your lumbar spine, your low back, as well as at the hip. And they usually will give you a score that tells you, you know, how how thin your bones are essentially is what that score tells you. And so from there, you know, again, you know, even if it's normal, these are things you want to do because you want to prevent this. You don't want this to happen. Um, We do know that it is more prevalent in fair-skinned European uh, women tend to have more issues with this. Uh, But basically, um, we can help improve our bone density with certain exercises. So one of them would be weightlifting. I'm not talking about going to the gym and lifting, you know, massive amounts of weights, um, but weight-bearing exercise becomes so important. So if you are a walker, for example, 
you walk regularly, it would be great for you to get some little hand weights or some little ankle weights and just put a little extra weight on your body while you are walking. Uh, because again, that is weight bearing exercise and it's going to help to build bone, you know, as you are, you know, uh, you know, putting that weight on there. So that's important. Um, making sure that you eat more vegetables. So vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. Vegetables are your friend when it comes to preventing osteoporosis or thinning of the bones. Isn't that interesting? Um, it makes a huge, huge difference if we are you know, eating more vegetables. Eating calcium throughout the day. You may already take a calcium and vitamin, vitamin D supplement, which is wonderful. That's fantastic that you're doing that. Uh, but also getting calcium throughout the day uh, can, be, can really help uh, with this as well because it's absorption, more opportunities for absorption throughout the day. Eating foods that are rich in vitamin D and K. So you can also take a vitamin D and K supplement. We actually have one uh, on the DeannaHoldren.com website. Uh, it's all, there's also one that's available on my Fullscript site. Uh, vitamin D with some K2 added in. The K2 just helps with absorption of that vitamin D and makes a huge difference in terms of you know that being utilized for the bones. Um, you also can maintain a healthy weight. This is really important. Important as well. Uh, I think, I suspect that the diet that is the standard American diet, which is this very packaged, processed, carbohydrate dense you know, diet. I always call it the the grain-fed diet because, you know, we all know if you want to fatten up a cow, add extra fat to it, you feed it grain, okay? Um, and, and in a sense, that's what the standard American diet has become. It has become, you know, the grain-fed diet for the human. And so one of the things that we know about that diet, the grain-fed diet, is that it does tend to be more acidic, Okay, it's a more acidic diet, which is basically going to interfere uh, oftentimes with calcium absorption and and even have, you know, calcium kind of leaching out of the bones because of the acid. And so it becomes really important to make sure that you're eating the vegetables, the vegetables, the vegetables, um, because it's going to make a difference. And green vegetables in particular help to alkalinize your, your body. And you're going to have a healthier state if you're alkalinized. You're going to have less loss of calcium. You are also going to be less likely to develop cancers down the road as well because, you know, we know that cancer cells are more likely to grow in an acidic environment. So healthy weight is important. Go back and listen to the belly buster, the menopause belly buster uh, session that we started off with. Making sure that you're getting adequate amounts of protein. So what's the, what's the right amount of protein? Well, for women, we are supposed to get half our weight in grams of protein. So let me say that again, half of our weight in grams of protein. So if a woman weighs 150 pounds, then she should be getting approximately 75 grams of protein per day. That would be just a normal moderate amount of protein, and that's really what she should be focusing on. Uh, in addition, eating foods that are very rich in omega-3s, salmon would be a food that would, would fall in that category. Lots of foods rich in omega-3s, um, chia seeds uh, as well. I mean, there are so many out there. And you also could supplement with an omega-3. And I think that's a wonderful um, you know, thing to do. When I think about uh, what I call baseline or foundational nutrients, you know, what are the foundational nutrients that I like to see my patients on? I typically like to see them on a very good, healthy, clean multivitamin. And those can be age-specific. You know, the, the menopausal woman doesn't really need any iron in her multivitamin. But, but the multivitamin can be age-specific, but it should be kind of an organic, GMO-free 
every type of vitamin. It's clean. You want to know the source. You know, I don't want a multivitamin that is coming from, you know, China, for example, uh, where they don't have the same standards and there may be ingredients in there that I really don't want. Basically, the multivitamin is a foundational nutrient. Vitamin D is a foundational nutrient. Uh, Now, for some people, they get plenty of vitamin D, plenty of sun exposure, and perhaps they don't need it. You can test levels to see. Uh, But the multivitamin, vitamin D, and then omega-3 is another one. Omega-3s are fantastic for reducing inflammation. Omega-3s are fantastic for helping your uh, cognitive abilities and just helping your brain kind of stay on track uh, and can make a huge difference there. So these are just some of the things we can do. I also like to mention a little bit of, um, you know, over-the-counter, what I call transdermal progesterone. Uh, Usually this is made from wild yam um, and uh, transdermal progesterone, a very, very small dose, actually has a stimulatory effect on what's called osteoblasts, which are the cells that build bone. Osteoclasts are the ones that kind of break it down. But so um, osteoblasts would help build bone. And I have actually seen women use progesterone, healthy diet, and then have improvements on their bone density test as well. So we've got our calcium or vitamin D, we got our omega-3s, we got our good multivitamin, um, as well as, um, you know, a little bit of progesterone if that's something that you want to do. There are medications out there, um, and maybe your doctor has talked to you about these. These are things like um, Fosamax, which is also called Alendronate, um, Actinel, Beneva, Reclast, um, Prolia. Those are all medications that are typically recommended for osteoporosis. They are not without side effects, okay? They are not without side effects. And I'm not saying that I'm 100% against them, but what I'm saying is that the side effects can be pretty detrimental. Oftentimes the side effects, um, you know, for some of them, it's, you know, osteonecrosis of the jaw, okay? That's called dead jaw. Imagine that your, your jawbone has basically died because of this medication. That's a side effect. That's not a risk that I'm worth taking personally. Um, in addition to that, there have been, you know, some fractures uh, of the thigh bone or the femur, um, again, not that are linked to these medications because while they may increase the bone density, they may not be creating a strong and healthy bone. Uh, they're creating a bone that can still fracture. So I'm not crazy about them. My preference is to not use them. I do monitor bone density testing uh, in my patients. I do make some other recommendations, um, but those are options that that are also out there, okay? So um, it, as well as one of the other big side effects is just some issues with the esophagus. Um, many of those medications can be quite caustic and can interfere there uh, as well. So this is a, a condition that affects, you know, millions and millions of women. And there are things that we can do that can make a difference long-term that can help you down the road. So what you're doing today, if you're 50 and I'm talking to you, what you're doing today may have a huge impact on your overall health 15, 20 years down the road. So I want to encourage you uh, to do those things and um, you will see that it makes a difference. So earlier I mentioned something called foundational nutrients. And next week um, I have decided our podcast is going to be a series on foundational nutrients. And what I would like to do with that series is talk a little bit about um, basically nutrients that are needed for example uh, to help with cognitive function. So maybe you're struggling or you've got somebody you know, a loved one who's struggling with dementia. 
What are some of the nutrients that we would use in that scenario? What are the foundational nutrients just to stay healthy? What are some of the nutrients that we would use in particular conditions that might make a difference? So that's the direction that we're going to go next week. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed this series for the postmenopausal or the menopausal woman. And uh, I look forward to being with you again next week. So everybody have a great day. Thanks so much for plugging in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.